ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. It's been an unprecedented week in golf, and we are doing a special edition of the Golf Central podcast uh, to respond. The players has been canceled, the Masters postponed. We're going to break it all down here in a few minutes. Welcome to the Golf Central podcast, presented by TaylorMade and the all-new Sim Driver. The driver head was in need of a drastic change in order to provide more performance, so TaylorMade changed the shape altogether with their new Sim Driver, which allowed them to make it fast and forgiving where every golfer needs it, the downswing. The pros love the new shape, but the biggest reason TaylorMade changed the shape was to help make you into a better golfer. So check out TaylorMadeGolf.com for more information on the all-new Sim family. And with that, I'm your host, Will Gray. Uh, we are rolling three wide today here at, at TPC Sawgrass at, in Ponte Vedra Beach. I'm joined by senior writers Ryan Lavner and Rex Hoggard. And Rex, we'll start with you. It's, it's been, a, uh, as many have said this week, a fluid situation. <laughs> Uh, developing and changing by the hour. We're now in a situation, you know, late Friday morning, the Masters is postponed, the players has been canceled, the next three weeks have been canceled. We don't know the next time we're going to have a PGA Tour event. Which, what's your take on the last 48 hours? Fluid situation. That'd be a great drinking game. It would be. Yeah, it would be. almost like during a hurricane, the way it works out. Surreal. I mean, I, none of us have ever seen anything like this. And I know it's been going on in other sports over the last few days, the NCAA, the NBA. Every other sport has caught up and realized that, that you can't carry on, that we have to stop for the safety of the fans, for the safety of the players. It didn't change the way things looked this morning. It didn't change the fact that you did not expect this day to play out the way it, it ended up playing out. I mean, certainly Jay Monahan, the PGA Tour, have been under a lot of pressure this week. I think they tried to make the right de decisions along the way, fluid situation, real time, whatever you want to call it. I think they at least gave it their best effort. When the master steps up a full three weeks out and postpones, we may play it. I mean, I don't know what the azaleas are going to be like in October. When they do that so early, you get an idea of how important that is. Yeah, it's certainly something that, you know, when you go back and you look at Wednesday afternoon, this is a situation that none of us anticipated. And we thought that we were going to have a 72-hole event, the flagship event at the PGA Tours home. And, you know, every 10, 12 hours, things change. You go from, from Thursday morning, we have fans on the course, to we're not going to have fans, to we're not going to have an event. And Ryan Lavner, even when we woke up this morning on Friday, you thought, well, maybe the Masters isn't going to respond for a couple of weeks. We can see how things play out. And here we are in a situation where, where we don't know when everyone's going to stroll down Magnolia Lane. In the interest of full disclosure, <laughs> Will, this is the yes. second time we're taping this, this podcast is tape, this on, is tape on, two. on Friday morning. We originally taped it. After Jay Monahan's address, you know, obviously uh, players is canceled. The next three events on the PJ Tour schedule are canceled. But the Masters was still up in the air. We thought we would probably hear an answer over the weekend. And then what happens about 15 minutes after we uh, pushed stop on the uh, tape recorder? The Masters comes out. 
and cancels the tournament. I think that's certainly uh, an ominous message that they're that they're sending here. That look, this is going to be the fifth straight week that's either canceled or postponed. It's it's anyone's guess what when we're going to be returning to to golf competition. I know that's a very small slice of uh, the bigger picture here with the global pandemic, but uh, uh, it's certainly been an unprecedented week, uh, a week that none of us anticipated. We thought this we were just walking into the probably one of the five biggest tournaments uh, in the world in golf. And instead, we're we're left wondering what to do for the next month plus. The key to courting breaking news is to hit record on a podcast. That's how you know things are about to change. That's what happened to us this morning. But we soldier on and and we're here at, at podcast 2.0. And, and Rex, you know, as Ryan pointed out now, even this morning, when we were talking to players initially as as Jay Monahan was making his statements, she kind of felt like, all right, we have a few weeks of the unknown but we're all going to get back together for the Masters and, and we're going to get back to business sooner rather than later. Now, th- there's a potential for a, a prolonged situation where we don't really know when we're going to have the next PJ Tour event. Get, players don't know whether or not to stay sharp, to take time off, what, what to do here. I mean, the Masters was a beacon of light this morning as we yeah. were talking to players. You're absolutely right. It gave them a reason, all right, I'm going to go home for three weeks. I'm going to work on this. Talking to the Europeans gave them something to look forward to. I mean, if you look at a guy, uh, Francesco Molinari, immediately comes to mind. I mean, he was on the fence. Do I go home to London? I'm not quite sure if I'll be able to get back for the Masters. That really doesn't even matter at this point. Like now you're more worried about your families and you talk to players. What are they going to do for the next three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, however long this lasts? I mean, it's going to be tough on them to try to figure out how do I stay sharp because I'm going to have to come back eventually going to have to stay in game shape i think the one thing that i took away from all of this is sports always seems to be what sort of takes our mind off of things like the coronavirus 9-11 we're not going to have that at least no time in the near future and that to me is just baffling because whatever the sport might be i I think of that yankees game right after 9-11 i mean it was it gave you something else to focus on other than what was going on in the world not going to have that not in golf or any other sport that's mind-boggling to me what is, uh, you know, I guess we can open this up to both of you guys, the, the, the thought of when we turn our attention to this week and, and TBC Sawgrass, this has been, you know, a, a crazy week for, for the tour. It starts on Monday. They, they've announced the new uh, renewal of the media rights deal. It runs through 2030. And it's something where you've got every shot live. You've got a $15 million purse. And then all of a sudden it, it all fell apart, quite literally. And, and Ryan, what were your reactions to just kind of how everything played out? It seemed like golf was a little more reactionary than proactive. You know, clearly the tipping point started Wednesday evening with the NBA suspending their season and Rudy Gobert testing positive for coronavirus. But in, in the 48 hours or so that played out since, what's your reaction to how Jay Monahan and company handled things? Yeah, I certainly think the, the NBA game on Wednesday night was, was the tipping point that, that kind of forced Monahan's hand. And he, I mean, in 24 hours, that was the moment that he started to make some uh, decisions. But I even go back earlier than that. On Tuesday, when he gives his annual State of the Players address here, and there's already questions. There's plenty of questions about how he was handling the coronavirus. He said, what, that they developed a, 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 they went from a task force to, to a business to unit. A business unit. Um, he said they're still planning to go, quote, full steam ahead, uh, which was kind of head scratching to a lot of people who, you know, they're either canceling tournaments around the world or other sporting events or uh, even countries going like Italy going on lockdown, uh, it didn't seem to really match with with what was going on in the outside environment, and and yet golf was just kind of forging ahead like there was nothing wrong. Um, so the optics of that 
um, were already starting to look bad. And that was on Tuesday. And then you go on Thursday, which was just, it was an absolute cluster. I mean, you have a situation where players are waking up on Thursday morning after what happened in the NBA season being put on hold. They didn't even wonder if they, they wondered if they're even going to play the tournament. So they have that kind of uncertainty swirling when they even get to the golf course. Then there's the noon press conference where he said there's no fans for the rest of the week. Then there's the 6.45 p.m. Eastern Time operations plan, a whole detailed plan, parking, media availability, uh, the support staff, who's going to be allowed on the grounds, all of that. And then you get the 10 o'clock notice and text to players saying that the Players' Championship is canceled in the next three events. This all transpired over 24 hours, but I circle back to that Tuesday press conference where he seemed to be lagging a little bit behind the times. Well, and what gets me, and, and to your point, I mean, this was a moment of leadership, right? So this is the first time I think Jay was put in a position where he had to be a leader, and I'm not quite sure he did what maybe is expected of him. And I'll immediately go to the way Michael Wan handled last night on Golf, uh, Golf Central Live from. He talked about why they have canceled the next three events, and he had a great quote about saying, I could be wrong, but I'd rather be wrong going this way than the other way. I couldn't live with myself. If I went ahead and held these events and something happened and a player or a caddy or a player's parent ended up becoming sick, ill, you just can't have that happen. And look, as we pointed out, these happened in real time. He had to make a lot of decisions over the last really 48 hours, as you point out, Lab. But you just wonder how come it took them so long to get to this position. I mean, if you look at every other sport, NBA, NCAA, Major League Baseball, we keep going on and on and on down the list. They all reacted much faster than the tour did. Yeah, and I know that we, we've spent much of the morning talking to players and getting various reactions. John Rahm was one of several guys who pointed out, if Rudy Gobert doesn't test positive for coronavirus, sports are continuing in some form or another. And we're probably still playing. Maybe we're playing without fans or whatnot. But that really was the tipping point and, and the spark that, that sent everything into free fall within sports. But, you know, Lav, to, to that point that of, you know, looking back and where things started to turn, you know, South by Southwest being canceled in Austin last week, and then for the PGA Tour to say, we're still going to have the match play the following week. I mean, that's a big deal in Austin. It's a big piece of the, of the local revenue and economy. And that, that was kind of the first smoke signal that said, all right, maybe we're not going to be able to just kind of soldier through this and, and continue business as usual with no autographs and extra hand sanitizer. And, and that really, you know, started things in a downhill motion. And, and Will, you just wrote the story on GolfChannel.com, you know, what happened between 6.45 p.m. Eastern time on Thursday and the text that went out to players at about 9.50? So what happened in those three hours? To me, I look at what Roy McElroy said in the press tent after his round. He shot even par. He asked what you know, it was like to, to play in this tournament. He said he was a little bit worried because you know, you're interacting with people you don't know who's infected, you're, you're, you know, you're touching the same flag sticks that everyone else is. It's just kind of an unsanitary situation. Yes, you can wash your hands with soap and water. You can use as much Perel as you want, but it's still just you're, you're in the same hotels, people. You're on the same flights with people. You're in the same uh, family dining. You're in the same locker room. It's, Fitness trailer. It is an absolute petri dish, uh, regardless of whether the fans are here or not. And, and Roy made the point that look, my my mother has respiratory issues. You know, I don't feel great about the potential that I could carry it and potentially give it to her and for Roy McIlroy the world number one player to come out not only that but then call for every player and caddy to be tested to me that was a moment of leadership that perhaps Jay Monahan hadn't shown over the previous 48 hours 
And it's impossible to argue with that. And we've seen leadership from Roy on a lot of different topics. Especially this week. Absolutely. But really over the last month or so. And Jay addressed that in the press conference this morning. He didn't name Roy by name, but he talked about players and some concerns coming off the golf course. I think that was part of it. And interesting to me, it was the two theme parks. Yeah. In Orlando, Universal Studios and Disney World deciding to close down essentially for the month of March that pushed him over the top. That seems a curious point of where you wanted to put your flag. Like, I, I know there was a lot of litmus tests you could have decided, and I, I know government officials were telling him all is good, you can carry on under certain conditions. But for you to say, nope, if those two parks decide to close down, that's where we're going to cut things off. I'm not quite sure I understand that. Yeah, he seemed to be pointing uh, uh, geographically because we're in Jacksonville. We're going to, supposed to go to Tampa next week. Disney World Universal are, are quite literally on the way over across I-4. Uh, and, and that was certainly a point that he that he made. But he also referenced, you know, the international players. And I know that we uh, you know, we're speaking to Bern Wiesberger yesterday. And, and he said that the thing that he feared the most was the potential for a full field quarantine. And we've already seen that in golf with Eduardo Molinari and Lorenzo Gagli. And they they both ended up quarantined temporarily in Oman over fear that that Gagli had coronavirus. They tested negative. But we've seen this potential impact in terms of you know, what's going to happen if golfers have to be quarantined and, and burned is from Austria. He's not sure how he's going to get back, if family was going to come over. And and he's like, I don't want to be quarantined thousands of miles from home. And, and it's something where you know that you could be asymptomatic and still have it. And, and you've got, as Lav, as you said, you've got players, caddies, locker room officials, tour attendants. It, it's Pandora's box in terms of trying to put this thing back together if there is ever a positive test. So what, what do you guys think now moving forward? I mean, it's obviously clear that that the 2020 golf season is going to be unlike anything that we've ever seen before. And we talked to players over the past couple of days, you know, what do you think of the potential of playing a master's tournament without patrons? Would you rather have that atmosphere or would you rather just postpone the tournament? And generally speaking, most players said we'd rather just postpone the tournament, play it in the fall. You know, Augusta national is closed typically from late May until October to kind of beat the summer heat and look, I went to school at the University of Georgia. I've been <laughs> falls in Georgia. It is absolutely glorious. Uh, what do you guys think of the potential of playing the Masters in the fall? Is that something that you think could be quite special? Uh, did you go to Georgia? I did I, go we, to Georgia. We hadn't covered that yet. Uh, Humble brag. Yeah, Humble. I, I certainly think that the if, if the choice is patronless Masters in April or you know everyone's here in October... I think that the the best option is going to be to play it in October in the fall. As when we spoke to Justin Thomas, he said, "Listen, it can be 25 degrees and snowing, and I'm still going to show up with a shot to win a green jacket." That that's how much that that tournament means to everyone in the field, and I think that that's a sentiment that is universally shared inside the locker room. And the Masters is the one tournament, perhaps, on the entire calendar that has the most leeway to say, "Listen, we're gonna, we're going to plant our flag wherever we need to on the calendar, and you're going to come to us." Well, and let's throw the journalistic hats out the window and just go total speculation because that's what we have to do now because we have no idea. We're in speculation mode. Yeah, yeah. we're in total speculation mode at this point. And and let's face it, going forward, the USGA, the PGA of America, the RNA, they're all going to have to make tough decisions. And if the way Augusta handled this is any indication, they're going to have to do it sooner rather than later. You would foresee some spots in the fall with the Olympics and however that's going to play out because it doesn't seem to be trending in the right direction where there would be a chance to play Augusta, play the Masters somewhere in the fall and, and sort of kick off this abbreviated golf season and get in as much quality golf as we could. That could be the turning point, at least for our sport. 
there are so many ramifications that we have yet to, to unpack. I mean, you talk about going to the fall, you've got a Ryder Cup, you know, in the fall at Whistling Straits, you could potentially have in the Masters in and around that. How the tour, you know, this is certainly way down the list, but how the tour handles even membership for 2021 moving forward and who keeps their card, who gets their card. The Corn Ferry Tour isn't going to be able to play for the foreseeable future as well. I mean, there's there's a lot of ripple effects that are that are going to have to be handled. And, and right now, no one knows any of the answers. We're still trying to sort through what the questions look like. And, and they've changed on a on an hourly basis, it seems, since we're taping this 2.0. And we all go to these tournaments. I mean, I was planning to go to Austin in a few weeks. We're all going to go to Augusta for the Masters. And these communities are built around these tournaments. I mean, I think of Hilton Head and how big of a tournament that is to them. And, and in theory, that's the next spot on the schedule where we could possibly see tour golf being played, although that seems wildly doubtful at this point. You just wonder, what, how does this impact these communities after so many years of these being traditions and them not showing up? And there are so many moving parts with with the tour schedule that it's not you know rescheduling home and away games. It's you know each each city that the tour goes to, that's the biggest golf event in that city for the year. And and so trying to move things one week here or there, there's there's just a lot of moving parts that makes that difficult to do. There is, and Monahan said in his address with with us uh, earlier today that he's looking at it, you know, kind of market by market, right? You know, and that that's an even more delicate situation because you know as Rex mentioned. Hilton Head might be a different situation than New Orleans the week later, which is different than Charlotte uh, the, the following week. You know, I'm not sure they can go. It sounds good to say that you're going to go market by market, but can you also leave the membership in such flux, not knowing when or if a tournament is going to be played? That's a really uh, delicate dance that he's going to have to do. But, um, God, it's, it's looking like a just a turbulent couple of months here. Coming yeah, up. I mean, you guys mentioned that, you know, the 2020 campaign is going to look like nothing we've ever seen, but there's also a chance now, once the Masters is at least temporarily off the table, who knows? I mean, we could we could be months right now before we, we get back to, to playing professional golf as we kind of have known it in the past. And the PGA Championship was already in flux. I mean, it seems like right. it was uh, five years ago, but this week started with, with rumors and speculation that the that TPC Harding Park wasn't going to happen. You know, San Francisco has kind of been a, uh, at a one, of the, one of the epicenters of the coronavirus spread. And, you know, there was rumors that it was going to be played here at TPC Sawgrass. Um, you know, I think that is in, that's in flux. Now, the PGA is going to have to make a decision here that's in the next week, week or two, about I, what, what they're potentially going to do. And I don't think they're going to have all of the information to make that decision, which is even scarier. When we woke up this morning, we thought Augusta National had a couple weeks to make their decision, and they made the decision in about two hours. So I, I'm done trying to, to decide how long organizations have to, to respond and change course. You know what's going to carry on, even though no golf? This podcast? This podcast. There you go. There you go. Just going to keep going. We're never going to stop. Content. Except, except we're not going to have anything to talk about. <laughs> oh, you never know. We could, we could go back down the rabbit hole of Ryan Labner at the University of Georgia. and Sandwiches. Yeah. I'm telling you. October Masters would be so sweet. I'm telling you. The, uh, the 2020 players merchandise is kind of going to be like the Georgia National Championship merchandise that, that goes to... On sale for like $4.99 yeah, it at goes, TJ Maxx. It goes to, you know, wherever else in the world. that This is, this is going to be just one of those ones that it existed in our hearts for 24 hours. Can we name Sung J.M. the FedEx Cup champion right now? He's leading the points. No, not ready to go yes. there yet. No? But no one. All right. Hideki is it's it's the course record that that never was that uh, shoots sixty three. He's got it for you know eight hours. Now we're gonna have to wipe it off the board and maybe he doesn't have the. Course and now record. all he's getting is fifty two thousand dollars since 
Monahan announced that they're going to be doing 50% of the $15 million purse equally distributed to all the players, except, of course, C.T. Pan, who withdrew before the start of the first round for C.T. Pan. Hate to put the journalism hat on, but that's tour regulation. So before we, we pin something <laughs> else on poor Jay Monahan, let, let's at least give him the benefit of the doubt on this one. That's exactly what the tour regulations stipulate. And actually, they went further. They said that it has to be a completed first round. It was not a completed first round. Three lollygaggers. Uh, it it was four lollygaggers. <laughs> Uh, I just know if, if there's a line out the door for people to get $52,000 checks, I'm happy to take them off their hands if, if there are a few this extra. Can, this can certainly cover the NetJets costs for yes. many of these players. Yes. Uh, but, I mean, Rex, this is absolutely an unprecedented week, an unprecedented situation. We don't mean to make light of what is a very serious you know, pandemic and world situation, but we live eat and breathe the world of golf and, and we're trying our best to sort through it no and i think it is important to say that the tour i, I truly believe that the tour and jay monahan eventually got to the right decision did it take them longer than it probably should have yes i i do think it did for whatever reason and i understand as jay just said this is golf super bowl this is the pga tours super bowl and they wanted to do everything they could to get it in and they tried a lot of different things it didn't work out you all three of us spent the morning talking to a lot of players every player agreed that we finally got to the right thing. Yeah. Uh, strange times for sure uh, and, and something that we're going to look back on years from now and just still be scratching our heads. But uh, for now, we've put the pause button on golf uh, along with, with several other sports. And Rex, as you said, podcasting will soldier on. But uh, for Ryan Lavner, Rex Hoggard, I'm Will Gray. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Golf Central Podcast presented by TaylorMade. We'll see you next time. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.